0: Hey there, and welcome to Live Online. I'm Brody, and we are Raleigh, North Carolina, with a show that is meant to help you think, maybe inspire you, motivate you professionally, personally. It happened with me when I was on the West Coast. I decided to leave my last job to move back to the East Coast to focus on my personal life and the people in it. Now, those that are watching live as we record, like Chrissy... Amanda, Chris, thank you for watching. Welcome to the show. You can comment anytime, even when we have our guests on tonight, if you want to ask a question or if you want to add to the conversation during the show, just drop it in the comments. So as we've been dealing over the course of the last few weeks with being quarantined and uh, avoiding or trying to avoid the coronavirus, COVID-19, and small local businesses learning to pivot taking on a different kind of a business plan the businesses in downtown clayton north carolina have actually still continued to see a paranormal kind of action so tonight we're going to be hearing all kinds of stories from three different businesses in downtown we'll be talking with dave shearer and sadie christy burwell thompson mike stojic and Malia Christie. Thank you for watching. We're going to get into it. And by the way, it, it's not necessarily going to be a scary conversation, but there is photographic and actual video evidence of some of the stories that you're going to hear tonight. First, let's go to Dave Shearer and Sadie. First Street Tavern in downtown. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Uh, a, a big fan of your place. You, I, I do be see there. a distance between you. You are practicing a little bit of that uh, social distancing.
3: <laughs> we are. We got about a good six inches between us. That's the code, right?
0: You guys have uh, stories that not only of those things that had affected your business in your bar area, but, well, why, why don't you tell the story of, uh, of some of the things that have happened at uh, First Street Tavern?
3: All right. Uh, I mean, obviously, the house is an old house built in 1912. It hasn't been a residence for quite a while. It's always been a different type of business for about, I think, 30-plus years now. And we've got people come in who knew it wasn't a residence. And from what we've been told from several people is that the last time it was a residence, the grandmother passed away. Uh, Upstairs was her bedroom. She passed away. Uh, We heard the name, but we've also been told don't say the name because then the ghost will follow you home so we choose not to say the name. <laughs> uh, but we also had a woman coming one time, it was a busy Friday night, place is packed, this woman sits down at one of our tables. Uh, Rebecca, at the time, had gone over to see if she needed something, and the woman was just really kind of, kind of off. She really didn't know what to say, but then she was like, you know, she told Rebecca, she said, listen, she said, I feel a presence here of a woman and she does not want me sitting in the seat. I mean, we hadn't told this woman anything, just she totally backed away from it and got out of that seat because she felt some kind of presence.
0: When she says that to you, your reaction is what exactly?
3: Little bit freaked out, obviously, that some woman <laughs> who knows nothing of this story would say something like that. But uh, some other stories we had that really freaked us out, I have tenants upstairs. Uh, one is Rebecca Carter. She cuts hair, great by the way. If anybody's looking for a haircut, which when she can actually cut hair again, but uh, she had this big mirror. Every room in this house has a fireplace in it, and she had this you know, little trinkets and whatnot across her mantle, had a big mirror over top of her fireplace, which was hung by a wire in the back on you know, it's the bolt. And then she came in one morning, the mirror was not only off her fireplace. But it was laying a couple feet in front of it, face up, completely shattered. But yet, nothing on her fireplace mantle had been touched. So, not really sure how that happened. But so, that's definitely a little, a little freaky.
0: So, had, had she said said anything like, "I, I don't know about face. Uh, I don't know. If we should be sticking around here."
3: No, I mean, I will say this: every tenant I have that moves in upstairs, I preface their lease with the fact that we are haunted. We, had, we have had a couple of things a little strange happen here and i just want to let them know that ahead of time uh another time sadie and i were working uh everybody was out of here pretty much we one or two customers i think was still hanging around yeah and uh we heard a loud noise upstairs i think i grabbed a broom for self-defense
1: yeah he grabbed the big broom and gave me the tiny broom it just,
3: i mean seemed like a logical choice
0: oh you thought somebody might have broken in maybe right
3: right right i mean you never know and i mean uh I don't know why a broom thought was like the choice, (laughs) the weapon of choice at the time. (laughs) We uh, we walked upstairs, and halfway up the stairs, we had a picture that was hanging on the wall, had a big wooden frame around it, and the picture frame was off, shattered into pieces below it, but yet the picture itself was still hanging on the wall. So again, not not really sure how that even happens, but apparently, apparently the ghost didn't like that too much.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm getting a little freaky because I, look, I know some people don't believe in any of this stuff. I actually, I look, I believe in aliens. I believe in spirits. I, I do believe in that stuff. And, and, and I'll share a brief personal story later, but Chris is saying, ask David about the ghost in our childhood house in Warren Pennsylvania. What is that about?
3: So Chris is my brother. Uh, when we were kids growing up, we grew up in a home. I mean, this home was built in the 1800s. It was a school it's a big three-story brick home that was used as an elementary school uh, when it was first built. That's what it was built for, for our town and more. And apparently there'd been a fire in there. And my brother and I researched this when we were little kids. Back in the days when you go to the library to get on that machine, the big white machine with the newspaper <laughs> clippings. <laughs> and uh, we had found out that a little girl passed away in there. I mean, I was a little kid at the time. I could Maybe it was more in my head, but I know my father, and he'll attest to this today, We were sitting there one Friday evening, you know, family would come over just, you'd sit there and just shoot shit, whatnot. And, uh, he was talking and then he said, and my mother attests to this as well. He stopped talking immediately. just lost all the color in his face and said, he literally just followed a little girl walk straight through the middle of all of them. And he, to this day, he swears to that.
0: There's, there's something about, a little girl ghost that, that is a lot worse than any other kind of ghost, I guess.
3: Any man ghost is, well, the little girl is always worse. I think it's a little more terrifying when it's a little girl.
0: Yeah. Right, right.
3: <laughs> well, Rebecca has a medium that comes in here and gets her hair cut. And the medium came in about oh, six months ago. Mm-hmm. And she told Rebecca she described a man's presence in here. That he was maybe you no know, early fifties somewhere around there, very just not.
1: Queen Jane. Yeah, not like brown hair, tall, uh, dark clothing, yeah. like formal, um, with a top hat. That's gonna come in importance later.
3: Yeah, <laughs> the top hat's important. Yeah. But she said that the presence of the woman, because Rebecca had heard, I told Rebecca stories about a woman, and this medium said that there was no longer a presence of a woman present in the house, that now the man, spirit, presence, whatever you want to say, was now the presence in the home. And Sadie has a, uh, a pretty cool story that she actually witnessed this one night. So I'll let her kind of take the lead on this one.
1: Yeah, so I was um, working behind the bar, and nobody was in there yet. It was in the early afternoon. I just opened maybe like 30 minutes beforehand and i was in the back prepping up some food for like the day and we have like a security camera footage um that's in the back where you can see like the different rooms that are in the front of the restaurant and i always check that when i hear noise because like it's might be a customer coming in and i want to like get behind the bar well i heard a noise and at first i looked i didn't see anything and i was like well I mean, customers aren't always the smartest and sometimes they just sit themselves. And so you just, I just watched the cameras to see where they're going. And so I was standing there watching it cause I heard the door, the front door open and close and um, nobody came in through the front door, but the front two rooms of the tavern, you can see from like the hallway, this guy comes from the front left room and walks across the hallway to the front right room. And he was tall, probably like six foot, and he had a top hat on, which I thought was really weird. It's two thousand and twenty. And he had brown hair, he's slender and in his early fifties. And More recently like, uh probably about four months ago, three yeah, months ago.
3: Three, four months ago this happened.
1: Yeah. And I didn't think anything of it. And so I leave the kitchen to go track this guy down in the other room because I thought he was just like sitting at a table waiting for service. And so I um, get up and I I walk over there and I walk into the room and no one's there. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. So then I walk into the other room that leads from that one. Nobody's there and um, no one's in like the front and I'm like, okay. So then I like pop my head into the back room where our bathrooms are and both the bathrooms are unlocked and empty. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, I didn't hear anybody go upstairs. Cause if you use the stairs in the tavern, like you can verbally hear like here, it's very aggressive oh, yeah. sounding. It's just like a so really aggressive
3: squeak. Sounds like the house is about to fall down pretty yeah.
1: much. So, you know, when somebody walked upstairs, but I was like, maybe I just wasn't paying attention cause I was looking for this guy and i was like whatever he might be going to get his hair cut i didn't think anything of it so then rebecca who Maybe does hair <laughs> with his top hat <laughs> so rebecca she comes downstairs later that night while i'm about to close the tavern and weird she always like stops in and like talks to me for a second or gets a drink whenever like whatever she has time for and um we were talking and i was like well i'm just gonna ask you because i just thought it was really weird i was like you had a guy come upstairs um, earlier today, like wearing a top hat. Did he come to get a haircut or like what was going on? And she's like, what do you mean? I was like a guy I'm assuming went upstairs with a top hat on. Cause I saw him in the tavern and she's like, I, no, I didn't have any male cuts today. And I was like, I mean, there was a dude in the tavern <laughs> with a top hat on like hard to miss. Wow. And was like, well, did you see him come downstairs? And I was like, no. And she's like, well, what do he look like? And so I gave the description that I just gave earlier, like tall, early 50s, top hat, brown hair, slender figure, dark clothing, kind of formal. And she stares at me, she's like, Have you ever seen people before? And I was like, I mean, I bartend, like, see people all the time. And she's like, No, like spirits. And I'm like, Uh, not that I'm aware of and she's like because the medium that came in earlier um, a couple weeks ago described the guy that you were talking about right now as the presence that's in our
0: tavern. Stop. Stop it. No. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: And then things got creepier after I was made aware of the fact like which I will say some part probably was in my head but like also The bathroom doors, like they're on the hinges. The closers.
3: The closers. So they close automatically.
1: Like I'll be in the tavern by myself. No one's been in there. Like we're not even open yet because I come in early to like get everything ready. And they'll open and then close. And then so I'm like, well, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. So I'll go check the bathrooms and no one's in there. Um, And it's like that feeling that somebody's watching you. I've had glasses shatter. And bowls from like the back
0: corner of the kitchen make its way all the way up to the front while I was in the front room. Stop. Um, oh my gosh. Did you get any pictures or any kind of, you know, of the aftermath or anything like that? Because you probably figured there are going to be some people that don't buy what you're saying. Oh, oh yeah, of course. completely. Of course. I
1: text Dave and I'm <laughs>
3: like,
1: <laughs> Dave. So I was in the kitchen, standing there, and, like, I was uh, really annoyed that the ghost had just, like, thrown the bowls that I had just washed onto the floor, and I now have to wash again. And I told him about that, and I was, like, cleaning them, and I hung them, like, racked them back up, and there was pint glasses on the table. They were drying, and I was like, you're not funny, (laughs) and talking to, like, the ghost in the room. And then four of the pint glasses fell off the table in shattered.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which plays into the fact that, so Rebecca, the lady upstairs that had talked to the medium, the medium said that the male presence that is in our building um, likes to play tricks. And supposedly by me saying he wasn't funny, it pissed him off. So he shattered our pine
0: glasses. See, this is what I'm saying. Like before we started the broadcast, I was telling everybody... (laughs) Just say nice, nurturing things to the spirits, and it'll be fine. They won't scare you. As a matter of fact, Dave, Sadie, if if there was a way to train them so you can have an extra person, you know, bartending, making drinks, that would be ideal. It would be
3: fantastic oh, great. we could just get the guests to do some tricks when we have a pack out. Maybe
0: some cleaning?
1: like.
3: I mean, something. I mean, maybe a couple <laughs> tricks on people. One day I was in the kitchen on a busy night, and there's a cooler door that when you have it open, it has you know, food, some beer up the bottom. I have the door open and I'm grabbing something and I felt enough force push on the door. I mean, I thought it was Scott just being funny, but it was enough force that pushed, tried to close that door that I pushed back on it. And then I poked my head around the door and there was absolutely no way there.
0: I remember you telling me that story and I'm like, you know what, I love y'all's place, but I don't know if I could be, somebody who would have to shut that place down or open it up by myself. I can't watch scary movies by myself in the house. So if you're shutting that place down by yourself, I'd be like, I want hazard pay.
3: (laughs) Nina, who worked here for a while, she would always close on Monday night. She called me one Monday night. You know, we close at nine on Mondays normally. About 9.30 she called me and she's freaked out. And she said she got done, she was cleaning up, sits down at the bar, pops open a beer, just take a beer to decompress, just think about whatever she thinks about. And uh, she said she heard the door, the bathroom door. She heard it squeak, which it, it just squeaks. So she walked around and the white door leading to our bathrooms, it generally closes. And she noticed that it was cracked open. So, I mean, she's thinking, you know, that's weird. So she pushes it shut, goes back. Then she said she just felt this weird, weird feeling like she wasn't alone in the house and she heard the door again. So she's a little freaked out at this point. I mean, I don't know if Nina was strapped or had a pepper spray or whatever's (laughs) going on with her. But she goes back to the door. The door's cracked again and she goes to push it shut and she swore up and down to me and her frantic, whatever she was going on with, just spewing this and spewing that and her like panic <laughs> that she swears to me a figure came right in front of that door and it's like you know that tempered glass so you can't see through it but she swears to me she saw a figure come right in front of that door before she closed it and needless to say she she was out she done, out, <laughs> left the beer on the counter didn't even set the alarm <laughs> just grabbed her stuff and I'm out
0: I knew you had stories, but I was like, man, that's a lot. So by now you're used to this, I'm assuming. And I know there's plenty of stories to go around downtown. And we're going to come back to y'all because we've had uh, Christy Burwell-Thompson of the market at Three Little Birds uh, just down the street. Hey, Christy. Now, I know you've told me stories about um, little voices, like little (laughs) kids.
4: I mean, it's more like child behavior. So like, as soon as we opened up, I was like, there is like a kid playing jokes on me in here. So everywhere, you know, we would go. If we put something down somewhere, we would instantly go back and it wouldn't be there. It'd be over on the other side of the room. So I'm like, okay, this is like a kid. So we just decided to call him Johnny. And um, Jill, who works upstairs with me, like, we just laugh. We're like, oh, that's Johnny playing jokes everything's fine. So you would come in and like you would set up everything right over here and it would be moved over to the other side. Um, Pictures would fall, things would happen, but it was always like very like mischievous, just funny behavior. So we just called him Johnny and everything was super cool. Like the space is super big. So like we have the basement downstairs. There's a lot of like creepiness that you could, I guess, get weirded out about, but we never really like took it serious. Um, But so I'm glad Jill's on here because yeah. So there's the basement super creepy. Uh, We don't go down there.
0: That doorway on the right. Right. Like it's especially creepy to me. That's actually
4: a bathroom.
0: (laughs) Oh, just in case case you ever need it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And another little picture here of a, uh, what looks like a crawl space. Okay. So it's, it's
4: actually like elevated up off of the ground. So, One night, like a a bunch of my friends and I, we were in here, I was shown in the space and they were like, show us this creepy basement. You have to like show it to us. So I took them down there and then I was like, I think it goes back really far. So. I just decided to like climb up in there and crawl until I got really, really freaked out. So like it goes back. I swore I was underneath revival by the time I was done, and I got so scared I was like, "I'm out of here!" Like this is ridiculous. I thought like my friends were gonna cut the lights off on of me and like send me
0: freaking out. I I, I love Chris how he's like, yeah, uh, no basement here, no, <laughs> no-, no-, no thing like, and it's I super then- creepy. I remember that time where we went on a tour or you took us on a tour down there and it was during the day and I was already creeped out. So imagine at night, you know, (sighs) that could be an opportunity to do a whole thing during Halloween. I'm just saying,
4: I know we've been talking about doing like a, a little downtown ghost tour. So that would be fun. We'll start here in the basement and we'll work our way over to revival one of the scariest stories. And like I said, I'm glad Jill's on with us because she's talking about Johnny right now. Um, So we had just, you know, we were like, cool, Johnny's here. He's here to play games. It's fine. And, And it was all very, like, very childlike. So we were fine. So one night there was like a huge storm, tornado warnings, everything like, and so Jill and I were stuck here. There was hail, there was rain. And so we're just stuck here and we're literally sitting probably right where I'm sitting right now and we're watching the storm like unfold. No music on. Everything is super quiet because you know they say like listen for a train. And so we're sitting here kind of holding each other. This was before social distancing obviously. We're holding each other and we're like it's fine. Everything's going to be okay. And it just gets real quiet and we're like listening for the train, listening for the tornado and it was like <clears throat> And we turned around, it was like a man's like clearing his voice, very clear as day. And both of us were like, forget this. Like Johnny brought his daddy to the party. We are not about to play with this. We're going home. Like screw the tornado. We're out of here. It's got to go.
0: Have you ever had a customer come up to you and and say, "Um, I just heard or I just saw, has anything like that happened?
4: No, I mean, stuff falls all the time, but I mean, we're, we're pretty accustomed to it at this point. Like we know, you know, it's going to be all right. Um, I think, you know, the basement's probably the scariest part of the store. So we don't go down there too often.
0: Um,
4: <laughs> just the one time we crawl through and then that's it.
0: Is that why Jill uh, has her set up all the way on the top floor of your building? <laughs> Man,
4: we I mess with Jill constantly. So there's like a video camera, but whenever I whenever I watch it live from home, like it makes like a snap noise. And I did that one time from home and she texted me. She was like, what's that noise? I'm out of here. I don't think I can work here. I was like, Jill, it's fine. So she, she's constantly like, she'll be upstairs and just like, a whole mirror will fall or a picture will fall and she'll just text me and be like, Johnny's up here playing games today. So, I mean, the building, uh, the building that we're in is coming up on its hundredth year anniversary. So back in the day, like the main floor of three little birds when we walk in from street level was like an old, like a store, mercantile, whatever. And then upstairs where Jill is, that was actually apartments and they were separated only by sheets. It was in the depression era. So, you know, a couple of kitchenettes per family, but upstairs was a ton of families that lived together. It's almost 4,000 square feet. So if you can imagine in the depression era, like um, how many families lived up there. So, I mean, to be sure in that time period, early 1900s, I'm sure there were lives lost and, you know, a ton of families living up there, which is Super creepy to think about.
0: Do you know anything about the history of this? I found this picture of this fire. Yes. Downtown.
4: Yeah. So that was actually so brick and mortar that's right beside us, the catering place and wedding venue right beside us. They it was Helping Hands Mission, and and that caught on fire, which is I mean they're they're connected to us. Um, so that was 2001. There was like a ton of smoke damage, flood damage from this space, and I and I'm pretty sure during that time, that's whenever like our building um, took like a lot of loss and,
0: uh, like they lost their elevator and stuff like that. So, so Jill is saying the model. Upstairs fell.
4: Oh yeah. So we have like a couple of mannequins that are upstairs and you know, they're stationary. They're not going anywhere. And so it just completely toppled over one day, like no, no customers, very quiet, just like, and and that's why we think it's like a kid that's just playing around with us. Like it's definitely a child energy until the one time it was the old man. and, And that was definitely like a father figure or something for sure.
0: For me, I don't know. I kind of feel like the noises would freak me out more. And so when my dad passed away, and I know some people think I'm completely crazy. When my dad had passed away for a few months after that, I would hear noises. And I was sure that it was my dad. And that's a little different because it's somebody you know and you care about, obviously, and, you know, a part of family. But I can't imagine for me, a noise would almost be worse than because I've heard things before, but. I haven't okay. seen anything yet. Now that I said that, I've totally screwed myself. I'm going to end up it. Seeing- <laughs> but uh, had you ever worried that a customer is going to hear or see something?
4: No, I mean, I don't. I don't know that it would bother them. I mean, maybe they might see something weird. I'm more worried about losing Jill, to be honest. Um, I did. <laughs> I did one time like carry a mannequin head like up the stairs and just try to freak her out. Um, She's definitely easily frightened by it. And then um, Christy, our seamstress, so we have these double doors that open up to our warehouse in the back. And like they're not they're not ever intended to like swing open. There's no wind back there. It's a warehouse. And so the door just kept opening and opening so she actually boarded it up like a piece of like a wood in between it so the doors would stop opening and the next day she comes in and the piece of wood is like on the floor. He was like, You're not you don't have me now. (laughs) Jill (laughs) Oh, if only Jill could be on with us. She she's so freaked out by him. It's Johnny, that's for sure.
0: Well you're on a first name basis, so that's I know. We're familiar. As as long as Johnny isn't saying, hey, Christy, you know. So. <laughs> no, definitely not. We also have Mike Stojic and Malia Christy from Revival 1869 across the street from Christy, as a matter of fact. And there is video to go along with some of your stories. Yeah. But first, first, you guys were probably the ones who opened the most recently between the three of you, right?
5: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so there was a couple things, and Malia's going to tell the story of the the ladder. So I'll I'll tell the other story with the um, the Moscow mule mug, which was really that one is the one that really messed me up probably the most. So we have our, our Moscow mule mugs, and you can see them. They're right here. They're hanging up right behind me on uh, on hooks. I'm, I think you have the picture of it. So they're you know they're copper Moscow mule mugs, and they hang there. And at the end of the night, every night we break down a very particular way, and we clean everything. And we put everything back in its place. Uh, so when I leave, typically I'm the last one, or Malia is the last one, and then uh, usually I'm one of the first, or she's one of the first to come in. And there's cer- certain things where if, you, if when things are out of place or they're just not put back right, I tend to notice those things. And one of those things was a, a Moscow Mule mug, which was rolled almost most of the way across the bar. And it got me interested, so I thought, well, that's strange. Let me see why this is the way it is. So I, I went into our office, I pulled up the security footage, and I found the Moscow Mule Mug jumping off the hook. And I, it, 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 it literally sent chills down my spine, because um, I've never actually seen anything quite like that. We did see... The uh, the ladder move, and that was something because we were here when it happened. But, you know, w- she'll tell you that story. But but even that, I'm kind of like, wow, I mean, that's really creepy. And the ladder did move. But the way that mug jumped off that hook and rolled around, I'd never seen anything quite like it. And that, that was probably the weirdest the weirdest thing that i'd ever seen
0: why is it that that happens at like almost one in the morning but that doesn't happen during the day because i noticed like the time stamp on there
5: and i'm like yeah you know so um that's funny because I, I did this ghost uh project in uh hey. it was a literary class and it was down in uh st augustine florida which is extremely haunted And the guy I was, I asked the the tour guy. we did this ghost tour and then we did all this other weird ghost hunting stuff. And I asked him the same thing. I'm like, why is it only at night or one or two or three in the morning? And he said, well, it's because it's happening 24 seven, but it's at those hours where the lights go down. So your eyes adjust to the darkness. The sound is a lot lower. So your ears adjust to the lower sound. And as a result of that, you tend to see or hear things at those hours. Because you don't have the, the background noise or the all the ambient noise of the, the regular day, right? And normally yeah. stuff happens during the day, too. It's just, I guess, because there's so much going on, it's not noticed as much as when there's literally nothing going on except for uh, the one cup that bounces off the hook, right?
2: And I feel like the obvious answer is the freaks come out at night. <laughs> out at
0: night. <laughs> it, it's true. It's true. Heather is freaked out by the uh, the Moscow. Oh, yes. yeah. I'm freaked out too, Heather. It's, <laughs> it's,
5: it's
0: creepy for sure. Well, and that's a funny thing too is, is like it seems like right down Main Street, downtown Clayton, this is what you guys all have in common. So if one person's telling a story and they don't have a picture or they don't have video, somebody does. So you, you know it's not just BS and then you show each other and it's like, well, I heard this and I saw that.
5: Oh, we're corroborating for sure. It's a <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're the ladder. You oh, oh, the ladder. Okay.
2: Um. Yes. Yeah, so one of the first things that happened, um, when we were we had just opened, it had probably been within the first like four months or so. A lot happened in the first four months, but one of the biggest things, and we we have recording of it, and of course you know, recording, especially security camera, isn't ever going to be as good as the real thing, but. Um, It was during the day, it was on Sunday. Um, There were people here, Um, that's one of our uh, older bartenders who used to work here and Mike and I are sitting just at the bottom, um, just off screen and yeah, the ladder moves and you can see the bartender at the time, it's dead in there And, and there's no movement. The bartender at the time, he's Terrified of stuff like that, and he just he, he just he picks whatever up that he's holding, and he's like, "Don't you say it? Don't you say it? Because if we all admit it that we all saw it and heard it and everything move, that means it's real, and we we don't want it to be real." I think so,
5: the other thing that's in that story too, or in that video sto- uh Jesus, in that video too, Brody, is you can't hear the sound that the, the ladder actually made it it swings out and it looks like a little swing, but man, it, it sounded like it was banging around yeah. And I, so much that like later in the video, Are you, you sure see he, me pop up and I'm yeah. looking down. Cause I thought he was down there in the cooler getting something. And I was about to you know, yeah. say some silly comment to him, but he was, you could see he's clearly at the other end of the bar. He hears the thing swing and turns around.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can hear, Oh, that was just, that was me in the bottle. <laughs> if you can hear it, it it probably sounded like very similar to for there being just a handful of us in the bar. It was enough for everyone to look up and realize.
5: Yeah, it was remarkably. Nobody
2: was standing there.
5: Remarkably loud. I mean, it was really strange. Well, that's
0: why your bartender turned around. He it looked like he had his back turned, and then he turns around like, "What the hell?"
5: Oh, he did. We right, <laughs> were all there.
2: <laughs> he knew. We all of us knew that he was the only person who. have been behind the bar and he's at the furthest point and he looks around like who's who's back here with me and no one's there and then and then like in later footage you know that goes on throughout the day you can see you know all the all the men who are like i could explain this they're all going back behind there and they're like checking the bolts and the swing and the airflow and everything like there must be an explanation and there just never was
0: Trent says I've seen the mug fall, but that's the first time I've seen the ladder move. Freaky, everyone was around to hear that. Yeah. That was
2: wild. That's that's one that's one of two that that I know for sure of that happened during the day while people were here and could tell about it.
0: And that's the thing. I'm like, of course you expect that stuff to happen at night, but during the day it would be a little easier to, to, to deal with. (laughs) But you sent some pictures of things that you, I guess you, did you come into work and you found these things on the ground? You said, you know where everything is at all times. So. And we're
2: the only two people at the time this happened, you know, until we had head bartenders and things like that. We're the only two people ever who have, keys to this place and who are ever here outside of operating hours
5: so we make our own ginger we make all of our own syrups but some people the ginger is too much ginger so we buy um canada dry uh for folks who prefer that in their moscow mules and that's what you're looking at uh to the right is a six pack bottles of canada dry and the weird thing was was it was we put everything on the shelf so nothing's like hanging off the shelf and, but the whole six pack came off, somehow came off of the shelf and landed in such a way that it didn't break the glass. Well, one of the glasses broke, but the other ones, it somehow it, it broke the top part of the cap and it shot that off where the rest of the cap is still tied on. And that was, i have never seen anything quite like it, thought that was very strange, especially since it was... The whole thing was sitting completely on the shelf. Um, something else, you know, at the end of the night, you know, we count all the cash up. Um, we take care of that. We got the change, too. But um, really, all of tips are included in all of our prices, so there's not a lot of need for change. But we had the change drawer in the beginning anyway. Tax. Tax. What did I say? Tips. Oh, tax. Tips are not included. <laughs> tips are very Recommended, yeah, we appreciate <laughs> no, it. What do you think? I say tips, I, I said tax, no. the tax is included, in our prices. so there's not a lot of use for <laughs> <laughs> the change. But uh, our we got the change drawer, like, damn, you, they're like, you see, <laughs> some but they're like, so the change drawer, and you know, the change is all it's, a, it's just a pile of change. And then I came in and I went to put the money into the drawer, and the change was all stacked in a line.
2: Our change door
5: is. Hold on, I'll tell you another it's a story, Brody. Smattering what? of change, <laughs> but not that
2: day. I know, Brody, you were asking um, when we talked a couple days ago um, about the the man that that I saw, and and I'm I am not one of those like, whoa, it's a ghost, it's aliens, it's what I'm. Usually, I'm like, you know, just just rub some dirt on it, <laughs> yeah. like it's it's probably not at all what you thought it was. Um, but, but I'm like I respect it if they're if they're around and they're doing whatever that's fine. Just don't mess with our inventory and just don't make more work for us than we already have. But there was one night um, that when we close up, like I said, we were are the only ones with keys, and it was it was late on a Saturday night. It was probably like one or two or something. Um, and the staff, you know, we have a long cleanup process, but they you know, I wanted to make sure we always go around and check and double check the doors and locks and everything. And, um, and so I'm like, I, everyone get out, head out the back so I can secure all the doors. and, um, and as, as, I was doing that and i was turning the lights off here on this end of the bar you know we've got the street lights coming in and a lot of times the beautiful glow of the lighting from three little birds and so you can see if there's light shining in but i flip the light switch off and i check first to make sure everyone's out the door and that you know i don't have to kick anybody else out um but i flip the lights off and directly across from me at the far end of the bar There's a tall, bearded, dark-haired man just staring at me from the other side. And my first reaction, being the way I am, is like, you SOBs, I told you already, get out so I can lock up. It's late. I want to go to bed. I'm a you old lady. And (laughs) my first thought is I walk over to the back door to curse them out. But all the staff, Mike, everyone out on the back patio waiting for me to walk out. And so I but he was it was not just the the outline. It was like I could see in the shadows like details of his face and the way he was just staring at me. And I'm like, what bro? Did you not get your tips or something? Like get out. But I I turn and look and I turn and look right back and he was gone. But it was like it was a tangible physical
0: person. Shannon is asking uh, do you guys ever feel the presence uh, even if you don't see it do you ever feel the presence of these spirits when when
5: you're there I'm here kind of a lot by myself at night and um, some yeah I, I think sometimes you can yeah because I'll, I'll try to I'm learning how to play the piano and we have a, a pretty nice piano so I'll sometimes sit late at night um, after everyone's left just so I can practice. And sometimes it just feels good. I'm in my, my own zone. And then sometimes it feels like literally someone standing over me or sitting next to me or sitting um, or anywhere. There's just somewhere that they're, that they're at. So, but that's not every night. That's only on, I don't know, some some occasions. But more than just feeling it, the, I'd say the one thing that really, really creeped me out um, more than anything, more than watching that mug move, was um, – we had set up a bar meeting. It was me, Malia, and Nicole, who used to be one of our bartenders. We were supposed to come in and meet during the day, and I was the first one here. So I get in and I'm trying to get my notes together, and then I use the restroom. And as I'm washing my hands, I, I hear kind of a bang, and then I hear a little girl talking, but I can't. It's just it's it's inaudible, but it's very clearly a little girl's voice. Nah. Uh, and then I'm giggling. But I'm I'm thinking at the time. Oh, cool. Nicole just got here and she brought her daughter with her um, because they weren't in school yet. And, I, and I, so I, I finished washing my hands. I open the door and I say, well, What's up, Nicole? And then, and then I hear nothing. And I'm like, Nicole. And I still hear nothing. So now I'm like looking around the bar and I look around the lounge side and I'm like, What the hell did she? So then I go outside and she's not out on the patio. Now I'm really freaking out. So I, I texted her. And I said, Hey, where'd you go? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, are you here? And she's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm running late. I'm on 70. stuck at some light. And I was like, who, who the hell was here? So then I go around I check all the doors. All the doors are still locked. Oh. Uh, and I'm man, Brody. That, that freaked me out. So much. I don't know if I'd ever been so freaked out. Cause I swear that voice was right outside the door. You grabbed a drink from the bar. That's yeah. what he did next. Sure. I'm
0: like, well, yeah. this
2: is, well, one testify. thing I can do. I can testify to it because I came in like <laughs> two minutes later, and he was he was shaken. Like, I mean, you know, this Mr. Marine Corps, you know, I wasn't
5: shaken. I was. Like, uh,
2: let
0: me,
5: were, tell, let me tell you the story. He was. He I, don't was know, I would call it shaking.
2: Oh, he was <laughs> shook then. Um, and well, so on that same note, though. Talking about stuff that happens during the day and you know that people have seen, guests have seen this. Um, during service, we're twenty one and up very strictly, like no exceptions. I don't care who you know or who you whatever are or something. We are twenty one and up because we're we're drinking in adult establishment. You know, we don't we don't make any exceptions for that, but for the course of a few weeks, you know, we would have some guests pull me aside and say, Hey, you know, I don't think you let kids in here. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. And they're like, well, you should probably go check because there's a little girl running around here. (laughs) And and I'm like, no, no, there's, we're not that big. And I'm like, yeah, no, I I, I don't, I don't think so. And they're like, no, she is just a little blonde girl. She's about four or five. She's got a little blue smock dress on, you know,
0: these these ghosts are going to get, someone's going to call the ALE
2: <laughs> well, that, 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 <laughs> immediately immediately i'm like i love a little kid but i'm like i'm i'm i am escorting your ass out of here scat and so so i'm running around looking and and i'm looking i'm like there's no one here there's no one here this happened like two two times for certain might have been three but i know for sure on the the third or last time that it happened, somebody was sitting over on the lounge area and we have a lot of, you know, we've done a lot of renovations and all, but trying to to restore it back to how it originally was. And so there's a lot of plaster left on the wall over on the lounge side, which was the funeral parlor. Um, And somebody was like, hey, do you notice that if you look at the plaster on the wall, the, the variations between the blue and the white, It looks just like a little blonde girl in a blue smock dress. And I was like, holy S words. That's exactly what people have described. Well, then the next time those people who saw it first came in, I'm like, let me tell you all the hullabaloo that's been going on. And I pull the mirror and the piano to the side and I show them and they're like, white in the face like check please <laughs> thank you yeah. no thank you because they were like that is the little girl to a t that we saw running around here laughing and giggling
0: so when you're thinking about opening this place you pick the location what is the are you aware of the full history of the building
2: not so much. Um, the, the Clayton Library is awesome and I really wanted to find out a lot of the history so we could pay homage to it. Pam uh, Bumgarner, who's up at the, the library, she's the town historian. So we spent a lot of hours sitting down with her trying to find out, you know, the history of the building. This, this bar side has been a number of different things, you know, maybe nothing super exciting, but that side over there, to the lounge side, you know, is the, the John I Barnes funeral directors. And so the fact that a lot of the stuff has happened over there or that anything around here happens, we're just kind of like, oh, that makes sense. You know, spirits and spirits and just our dumb luck, I guess.
0: <laughs> or or, you know, what, the success, because now on top of what you guys are already doing, now you have these kind of stories, and so you know what. But the spirits—they don't bother people. So people who are into the ghost stories are going to want to go all the more, and people who aren't—they're well, not going to see them anyway, unless they start talking ghost smack, and that's yeah, not good.
2: Exactly, and and usually, anytime anyone starts seeing anything, we're like, um, you—you've probably been overserved, and we're going to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Well, I, I love these stories. What are you guys doing now? Um, to kind of wrap up. What do you guys you guys have certain hours? You're open. You know, how yeah. is it that you guys have pivoted?
5: We're adapting because I think that's the only way a, a bar is going to make it. Is if you you almost have to evolve or you'll end up dying. So you know, being we're about to enter our fifth week of mandatory closure and we got into making home cocktail kits so we're it's basically because you know what what we do here is we make all of the syrups in-house we create a lot of our own tinctures um, we fresh squeeze all of our juices so we thought well let's combine all that together create these cocktail kits because we're not allowed to sell liquor uh or spirits but what what we can do is do these pre-mixes and all you have to do is add the booze yourself and, and make it and we, we did it in a really cool way. We did these like individual servings where we bought these cups. And I know it looks kind of what it looks like, but it's a plastic cup with a lid on it. So we'll, we'll do the premix inside here and we'll give this to you as an individual serving. And then you add the booze and the ice, put the lid back on and then you shake it. just like, you know, we do, which is, you know, it's fine. Can't
1: wait. Can't wait.
5: <laughs> and then you, you pop it open and, and you enjoy it. And you have your own little, it's an individual cocktail and you don't have to worry about it. It's not, good, the lid's not gonna fall off or anything. And that's and that's fun. I mean, I think that's something we're going to continue doing even after we open because these are little things you can take with you to the park on a picnic on a on a road trip. <laughs> and then I was going to tell you about the uh, uh, yeah. We've
2: always people since we make everything from scratch. You know, we don't do the high fructose mixes all that stuff um people have since day one they've been like man you should you should bottle this and sell it and and now just uh coincidentally we've we've found ourselves with the time and the ability to do it so um we have like our house ginger syrup tonic lavender lemon where we just put a poll out for you know what what you'd like to see next and um and it's been going really great you know it's it's a it's a drop in the bucket for sure but it allows us to you know help our staff as much as we can and also to kind of do some good we've been doing some um just kind of like feed the industry like family dinner just kind of things um oh
5: yeah i saw that that's awesome um,
2: yeah april 8th and we're doing another on the 19th and then we've got more planned after that and it's it's not like for people who are out of work or who are really needy we found you know, we were worried that like that whole pride, people's pride are saying, well, I'm not that bad off. You know, they might not come for it, but it's really just kind of like a everything sucks right now. So, like, just yeah. let us make some really delicious food and just just, yeah, we have like a drive up at the back and we just kind of like how many plates do you need? And and it's just like really good food and, and family. Yeah. Make it, it
0: like a family thing. Yeah.
2: Let us just spread some goodness, you know, and whether you're really needy or just, you just, I don't know, need some like a good moment, a good happy moment. Just come and let us
0: Yeah,
2: awesome food.
0: So you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, uh, revival, 1869. Also, uh, Dave and Sadie, what are you guys doing right now with ours, or how are you pivoting your, your business model right now?
3: so our hours obviously have changed a little bit based on everything that's going on obviously we're in here cleaning as much as possible after each night and carrie who works on wednesday nights over there she's like friggin' mrs clean i would guess scrub the <laughs> toilets and the door handles and everything else
1: Need something clean um,
3: yeah lysol lysol and her best friends You're like she friggin uses it mouthwash apparently she's she's so clean <laughs> but uh uh what we've done is we are now open on wednesday through saturday we open about eight and we offer to go obviously to go on like the flatbreads dips we're selling by the court right now we make all our dips fresh so we start selling them by the court because when we make a batch of it we obviously it's only good for you know several days but we want to make sure we got to go through it we're not going to be throwing it away so we sell by the court with chip but weekend yeah. we're going to start making margarita mixes we've done in the past to sell as well and we're going to be selling those by the court so look for those you know cucumber we're going to do the strawberry jalapeno blood orange pineapple Uh, so we're going to have those available this weekend and and you know it's one of those things like the whole thing of people not coming in and this and that you don't want people loitering around hanging out so we usually hang out on the front porch when you come up we tell people hey listen if you're comfortable coming in the building, you know, looking at our beer list or looking at our cooler and see what you like, you can do that. We have a list available we can show you. So if you're not comfortable coming in, so be it. We understand completely that that's how we've kind of adapted this. I mean, it's it's obviously a difficult situation for everybody involved. Yeah, uh, You have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to think of new ways to do things and change your business model accordingly instead of just laying down and calling it quits i mean i sit up every night honestly sitting thinking about different ways we can do things and ways we can become better at what we're doing and just new ideas like hey we need to try to spin this we need to do this like it's just it's one of those things where you just have to have the ability to adapt and overcome the situation you're in
0: and and first street tavern is on facebook and instagram and uh christy over at the market at Three Little Birds. Christy, what are you guys doing?
4: Well, I mean, we've we've moved about 20% of our inventory to a website. Our friends down at Canopy really helped us like shift our business from a full like walk-in brick and mortar over to a web platform, which is amazing. Um, it's really given us the opportunity to like still serve our customers. We've had a ton of curbside orders. People place their orders online now, which is totally out of our comfort zone. We're so used to meeting our customers at the door and sharing the Everything that we have with them, I mean we have we support over a hundred local artisans, so a lot of stay at- home moms, a lot of just makers, crafters. Um, we have a bar in the store. So there's we have so much to offer. So getting it onto a web-based platform has been a little bit difficult. Um, it's challenged me as a business owner to step my game up for sure. Um, we've been doing live sales. We've been trying to partner with other local artisans and bring them on so that you guys can meet the makers. So it gives them the opportunity and gives our community kind of the, the chance to meet some of the people that supply a lot of the goods in here. Like I said earlier, we have 10,000 square feet and um, a ton of inventory and a ton of beautiful things so bringing it in a different way has proven challenging but um, thank you Brody for having those uh, two business coaches on a couple weeks ago because what they said really moved me it was like you're either going to pivot your business or you're going to pause and pausing, you know, for all of us, none of us are, um, silver spoon babies. So, you know, we're small business owners We're we're, we're definitely in it to make money and we need to make money to support our families. So, um, you know, moving everything over to a different platform was really the only way that we would survive. So again, huge shout out to canopy for just jumping in and helping us with that, like in the moment, which was, amazing, really saved
0: us for sure. And uh, the market at Three Little Birds also on Instagram and Facebook as well. Thank you guys so much. See, now we can all see each other and wave at each other at the same time. I can wave at you this way and this way. (laughs)
2: Love you. Love you. you You're two of our favorite businesses of all time in Clayton and Canopy 2. We couldn't do any of this stuff without all of us working together and Brody, I mean, what can
4: we say? You're kind of the man. You're awesome. <laughs> when we reopen, get ready for a party, for sure.
2: Main right. yeah, yeah. Street will be
4: rocking for days. Yeah, awesome.
3: Brody, definitely appreciate this opportunity for all of us. I mean, I think I speak for all of us in this, that we definitely appreciate this. The yeah. opportunity to get on here and just kind of tell what's going on and just make something a little fun and different for everybody to kind of tune into.
0: Y'all are like, awesome, Brody. y'all are like really like family. I think everybody who goes and, and frequents your businesses, uh, you know, I think that they would agree. And you guys obviously are all like family together as well. So I appreciate you coming on. And I hope to God I never witness or hear anything. <laughs> When I come to your place ever and I'll just take your word for it and watch oh, the videos and that's we i all
2: saving something special for you, Brody. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: You know what's gonna happen? You could probably get me if I get drunk one night. All right, you guys wonder
3: if I've always stayed on the front porch at my place. <laughs> yeah, right. it,
0: it is possible and, and and hopefully this thing lifts in time for the uh the before the summer's over. So Oh yeah. And thank you for watching. If you don't believe it's fun to listen. And if you do look, there was the video, the video of the ladder and you see the bartenders not even facing and it moves, he hears it. Ah. (laughs) I can't. Anyway, if you watched on Facebook and haven't already, and you like the content like, and follow, if you watched on YouTube, then subscribe, and you're going to be able to watch. On demand and continue the, the fun conversation here at brodyradio.com, where you can find my contact information, uh, social media handles as well. If you're thinking about starting a, uh, a podcast, your own show, we'd love to work with you on that. You know, now is the time to get creative. Don't forget, get connected, stay inspired, be happy. Thanks.